<laughs> What's up, my beautiful people? Welcome to Point Blank Buckets. It's your girl, Chanel Ray. Welcome to Two Dope Tuesday as well. It is my favorite day of the week, if you could not tell. I did not mean for that to rhyme, but sometimes things just happen the way you want them to. So, Today, we are going to be talking about a little thing that you may have heard of called social media. You may hate it. You may love it. Either way, it does have some kind of influence on your life. Let's be real. So we're going to be talking all about it. Stay tuned. Have you ever found yourself wondering where did social media like really come from? You know, I get that, you know, Facebook came on the scene and then we have Instagram now and Twitter. So where did it really come from? Like what, what were the original intentions versus like how things look now? And at what point in time did it become so important to us? You know, cause I'm sure we all know people who were like, Oh, I don't really care about Facebook or Instagram or I don't understand what's a hashtag or blah, blah, blah. You know, but now those same people are posting all types of stuff on their Facebook and in their Instagram and always a part of the conversation that is happening no matter what it is on social media. So again, there is a heavy influence happening on each one of these platforms to the point where I read the statistic the other day that said we average 32 minutes per day on social media. Per day. That may not seem like a lot, when looking at the you know the grand scheme of an entire day but again would we jump into these different platforms whether it be Instagram, Twitter or Facebook our entire focus is on other people's lives what other people choose to share with us just as it is vice versa so for that whole 32 minutes is your whether you're mindlessly doing it or you know are fully aware of what it is that you're looking at and being a part of that full 32 minutes is you unconsciously jumping into oh I I I don't work out enough look at so-and-so or oh uh, maybe uh, I should work harder I, I don't I need to I need to get a promotion or okay no that's great good for them no good for them I, I I'll get there eventually with so-and-so and we'll, we'll get engaged or wow look at that dream house that so-and-so just got into they were a bum in high school what like this idea my friend Marla my dear friend Marla talked about this with me that social media has created this compare and despair culture, which then moving forward has created the idea that your validation comes from other people's approval. But who are these people? Truly. Most of the people that are on your Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook are not people that are actually in your immediate life. They're not people that you talk to every day. They're not people that you see often. They are people who mean absolutely nothing to you at this point if you're being honest with yourself there are people that you went to high school with there are people that you were friends with 10 years ago there are people that you met once through so-and-so at a social event that you thought you were going to be better friends with than you actually are so why do we give so much power to a platform or platforms that we don't really know where they came from and if they went away tomorrow we would still be completely okay But why do we feel like we wouldn't? Why do we feel like if we don't post that photo with that edit at this time of day to get optimum level likes, that we are somehow lesser than than Becky, who we went to high school with, who you feel as though you should be in a different place then? Why do we create this perpetual thought and this fear of missing out if we don't go to Coachella 
or if we don't travel the world. We don't know what's going on in those people's lives because social media is a highlight reel. You don't see if that person just got a flat tire that day or you don't always see if so-and-so lost a loved one or had any type of hardship. Nobody is going to blast that. Nobody sees that as being an influencer. No. That's not what social media has been for. It is to market yourself, even if you don't see it that way. It is to market yourself, and in some cases build relationships, and in some cases band together for greater good. But most of the time, it has in some way left you feeling like what you're doing is not adequate. So... The reason why I want to talk about this in the sense of basketball is because of the fact that it seems as though with players currently, you know, in speaking about the NBA draft is upon us and the WNBA season has just begun. It's just about to begin, you know, with preseason going on, um, you know, players declaring for the draft and training camps happening and things like that. There are a lot of young players out there who obviously are on social media and have a presence, um, and and also those who have actively been in the NBA and in the WNBA, who feel as though they need to be a part of these conversations. They need to interact with their fans and their trolls and people who always seem to have something to say. But when do we when do we break that boundary? When do we finally say, hey, we need to create a balance between social media being beneficial to us and allowing us to have this platform to have to voice our opinions and to set the record straight about things or to create those relationships that can absolutely be beautiful and and beneficial to move our careers and our lives forward on the flip side when do we also draw the line to say hey this is not helping me this is not contributing to my well-being um this is actually really causing uh, a real strain on my finances, my expenses, the way that I'm spending my time, when do we decide to be our own influencer? And we're going to get into that next. Stay tuned. I'm going to throw a couple stats out there for y'all to let marinate for a little bit while I go through them. So listen to this real quick. 60% of NBA players within five years of retiring go bankrupt. 60%. That's six zero. So one more time. Within five years of retiring from the NBA, that's the National Basketball Association, 60% of its players go bankrupt. Number two, if you are a male playing basketball in the the NCAA and you are hoping to enter the NBA draft, the only two qualifications that you need to be able to fulfill, being 19 years of age and one year removed from high school. Now, I don't know about y'all, but high school was a breeze. Okay. <laughs> Number three. If you are a woman in the NCAA playing basketball and you are hoping to enter the WNBA draft, your path looks a hell of a lot different. You need to be at least 22 years of age. So not 19, 20, 21, 22 and either have or be within three months of receiving your college degree and graduating from a college or university. That blew my mind. Blew my mind. So in finding this out, I kind of started doing a little research and, and 
looking into a few things and I, I came across a woman who I am incredibly inspired by. Her name is Ashley Battle. Ashley played in the WNBA for six years, starting in 2005. So six years would bring us to 2011. And after she retired, she decided to use the knowledge that she, you know, was able to receive while in her time at UConn, where she double majored in marketing and economics and started working in the finance world. And she soon realized that that really wasn't for her, but she decided to bring her talents elsewhere, if you will. And started working in the NBA directly with players and brought her talents as far as her experience working in both retail banking and financial management and started working with NBA players from the mindset of helping them figure out how to work through mismanagement of money and, you know, teaching them about the pitfalls of athletes as as a whole. So, again, making sure that they know how to say no when they're offered certain projects and opportunities because again not every project and opportunity that you may be offered in your life is is right for you or represent to you in the right way or is it or gives you the opportunity to be represented in the way that you would like to so she talked to them about that and again currently works in player programming and development so in and of itself she, she in and of that she offers financial seminars to these players and teaches them about making sure that they don't just trust anybody that seems deserving and making sure that there's a level of checks and balances and being cognizant of their funds and really being involved in in their own lives and what's happening around them and not just divvying that work to other people this woman is 100% involved in reducing that staggering 60% that I discussed at the top of this segment. 100% involved. And yet, you don't ever see anything about her anywhere. She's not on my social media. And I follow every sports person and influencer that's out there. But to me, Miss Battle, you are my influencer. This is incredible. The reason why I bring some things like this up is because although that is a huge inequality, the fact that as a woman you cannot declare for the WNBA draft until you're 22 and you have to get your degree and you know all men have to do is literally be breathing and be 19 and then just graduate from high school, which also you could be asleep for. <laughs> you know, But in the grand scheme of things, what a bonus. This woman double majored in marketing and economics, and is now easily one of the biggest influences on NBA players on a daily basis, and is making it so that they do not contribute to keeping that percentage the same way or making it go up. That is incredible. This is someone who I would love to see plastered on my Instagram and on my Facebook and on my Twitter. It's not to say that people like Steph Curry and LeBron James aren't positive influences and can't be people who change the perspective around what Instagram has made to be the influencer. But again, the likelihood of these next groupings of of kids being LeBron James, Steph Curry, Diana Taurasi, or Lisa Leslie is very, unfortunately, highly unlikely. But what we can do is figure out ways 
to educate them if they do choose to enter the draft early. As far as NBA players, these young kids, figure out ways to empower them and protect them. Figure out ways to educate them for themselves so that they do not become one of those people that divvies all their work to other people and then are left stranded or bankrupt. Giving them the passing the baton and giving them that ability to do things for themselves. So I wanted to wrap up this week's episode by saying I am not someone who believes that every aspect of social media is used in a negative manner, but I entirely believe that there is room for improvement. I, for one, have had positive experiences using social media. I am currently on social media. I've been able to use it to build beautiful, successful, progressive relationships, both both in my career and in my personal life. I really greatly enjoy seeing the way that they've been able to distribute news to all generations in a digestible form and fashion in a way that allows people to feel like they can jump in and be a part of things and be a part of the conversation and take action. And I also really value the, the way that they have given a platform to everybody and allows people to voice their opinion and remind them that they do have a strong powerful voice that can be heard and should be heard my thing is is that with social media we all need to be more mindful um, of who we're being influenced by how we're being influenced and to remember to be more loving be be more loving to other people be more loving to ourselves um be more cognizant of when we need to take breaks from social media um reminding our friends to um do the same and encourage a more genuinely uplifting environment so that will do it for me this week on point blank buckets I'm excited to announce that my podcast is now officially on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify and Google Podcasts, amongst a few others. So please tell your mama, tell your dad, tell your grandma, tell your sister, tell your homies to subscribe to Point Blank Buckets. Your girl would greatly appreciate it. I am also available to be communicated or contacted, excuse me, on email at pointblank.com buckets at gmail.com that's point blank buckets at gmail.com and of course you can always contact me on instagram and twitter point underscore buckets that's point underscore buckets again that'll do it for me this week on point blank buckets and i look forward to talking to you guys next week stay tuned i appreciate y'all ta-ta for now peace